0: Sometimes you just got to begin to chase a dream that is bigger than you. Sometimes when it seems like you're so far behind, you'll never catch up. You got to get up on your feet. You can't wait for other people to be what you've been called to be. Hello and welcome to the Ugly Daughter Podcast. This is Julia Legend. Can't believe it's already another year. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I'm going to talk with a very nice lady. And it's uh, going to be on a very sensitive subject, and that is rape. And rape is a terrible thing, and it can happen to both men and women at all ages. Rape is an epidemic issue across the globe, and it affects all cultures. And it's a difficult issue for survivors, to tell their stories but my friend Amanda right here is very brave to share what happened to her with us today and I truly admire her courage for doing so hello Amanda welcome to the show
1: hi how are you I'm
0: very well thank you tell me how did it happen and can you share your experience and how old were you when it happened Amanda
1: sure Um. I would have been about uh, 17 at the time. I, to, in all honesty, I've blocked a lot of it out. Um, it actually took 10 years before I acknowledged that the rape happened because I just stuffed it down for so long that I ended up having a emotional breakdown. Uh, during counselling sessions with psychologists and psychiatrists, I was only able to remember parts of what happened, and we decided to leave it at that because I just couldn't go any further. Um, basically, I I was down there at a seaside um, town in Adelaide called mm-hmm. Victor Harbour and I was very naive, very trusting, and became friends with some guys who were working the carnival. And it was very late at night and they offered to... Take me back to the caravan park. I didn't think anything of it. I mean, this was 40-something years ago. So, you know, back then, rape and all these things, you just didn't hear about. Mm -hmm. So I said yes. Um, There were three of them. They'd been drinking, but back then, drink, driving, all of those things, we didn't know about those things. And I suddenly said to them, where are we going? We're not going back to the caravan park. And they said, oh, we're just going to go for a little drive. We'll show you some places that you mightn't have seen. And once again, so trusting, I thought, oh, yeah, this is good. These are my new mates. Yeah. But it didn't turn out that way. I remember them stopping. We we're in the middle of, it was like, um, like a bushland. Um, like we we're just surrounded by nature. There was no houses nearby. There was, there was nothing. We were just on this windy road and it was dark. And mm. I just remember all these trees and saying, what are we doing? Why are we stopping? And I was in the back seat with one of the guys and they'd been drinking in the car and he just turned to me and he said, it's either me or all of us. But I didn't didn't really understand, you know. Um, I was seventeen. I spoke. I thought I was a woman of the world at seventeen, but I wasn't. And I just, what do you mean? And he said, well, we're going to have sex. So it's either you do it with me or all of us in the back seat. And I just said, no, no. And I tried to get out the car and I got out my side of the car but the guy in the passenger seat in the front got out at the same time and he grabbed me and he pushed me back into the back seat. And the last thing I remember is just being in the back seat and having two guys just lean over me and then I just blacked out. I don't remember anything more that happened. The next thing I remember is I was suddenly running down the main street of Victor Harbour. So I don't know how I got there, trying to find the police station. And I was screaming and I was just running and running. I remember looking up and just seeing the caravan park. And I thought, oh, my God, there's a caravan park. I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe. Because I could hear them behind me driving. And I made it to the caravan. I got in and I locked myself in. And then they started rocking the caravan and yelling at me and saying you know come out we want more fun and uh, I was with my sister at the time she wasn't there and they were saying you know let your big sister come out you know and we'll have fun with the sisters and Mm. they were rocking the caravan and I was crying I just remember curling up into the fetal position on the bed and just hugging my knees and just crying and crying and crying and then I heard um, somebody come out and yell at them to go away and they knocked on the caravan door and I just said go away go away I'm okay I'm okay mm. and that was it that's mm. all I remember and the next morning um I remember saying to my sister because she said what's wrong and I said nothing nothing nothing's wrong nothing's wrong I just denied it. it didn't happen didn't happen to me. happens to other people. doesn't happen to me. And so I stuffed it away and, not surprising, um, I then became bulimic and I used laxatives, became very, very thin. Um, my self-esteem, my, you know, I, I was skin and bones and I'd look in the mirror and I'd think I was fat and ugly and unworthy mm. and I started um, drinking and not to, you know, the excess that I had a problem, Uh, I'd only do it when I went out. And I just became, you know, I think of the person I was back then. And I, I know I gave my parents a lot of grief and a lot of trouble because I was acting out, but I couldn't tell anyone. I, Why did well, you feel? I felt yeah. I couldn't tell anyone. I just felt I couldn't. I didn't think anyone would understand. I thought it was my fault mm. because I went with them. I, and I did blame myself. And maybe in some ways I still do because I trusted them.
0: I hope you know it by now that it's not your fault. Because you cannot control others' people behaviours. It's only sick people that do this kind of thing. If it's not you, it will be someone else.
1: Yeah, and I've often thought of that over the years because I didn't report it, Mm. was did they then go out and hurt other women or other girls? You know, really, I was a teenager. Mm. Did they hurt other females Mm -hmm. because I didn't report it? And I can't think that way because I know that I would feel guilty. So I do just think, no, um, don't think that way. What can you do now to to help others?
0: So, um, so these people just got away. With yeah, what they can—that's com- unbelievable. But I guess you know, you were young and you were just too afraid to come out and seek for help. Yeah, oh, I hope those bastards eventually end up where they where they belong
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I that's I what I hope. Calmer, so i really yeah, yeah um i do
0: so how long did it take for you to come out and share what happened to you with your family members and did you ever talk to the authority at all or?
1: no i never talked to um the authorities about it
0: but you did talk to your family members about it
1: I, I did and I didn't in a way. Um, I got married, um, in my early twenties. Yeah. Coincidentally to a policeman. (laughs) So. (laughs) How ironic. (laughs) Yes, yes. So I did actually report it, but, Uh um, not officially. So yeah, he knew. I then, um, we got married and I had a very traumatic labor. Yeah. When I had my daughter. Um, very traumatic. So I suffered um, postnatal depression. I had um, three major operations within the first year of her life. Yeah. So I also suffered from postoperative depression. And there was a lot of guilt of I'm not a good mum because mm. I spent the majority of her first year in hospital. So a combination of all those things just tipped me. And the unresolved feelings of the rape yeah. bubbled to the surface and I had a complete emotional breakdown. I was uh, hospitalized um, for two weeks and it was during the hospitalization uh, through intense counseling that it came out because yes i was suffering depression and all that but the psychologist said no there's something more going on and she eventually coached it out of me yeah. and that's when my family found out mm. Um yeah. Yeah.
0: No, go on a I minute.
1: Mean, no, I was yeah. just gonna say, um, it was a terrible way I think for the family to find out ten years later, um, because they were then helpless. Like, they knew something was wrong, but I wouldn't talk, so you know, I have so many lessons I've learnt from that.
0: Were well, were your families uh supportive of you when they finally got the news?
1: I think the first feeling was shock, mm. just yeah, just a deep shock, but then, yes, they were supportive, but it was the shock of why didn't you say something? Why didn't you tell us you could have told us? I don't know, and that's what I just kept saying i just I, I don't
0: it is hard because of this horrible thing that happened to you, did you think that it's affect your life in many ways, and especially your relationship uh, towards older men?
1: Definitely. Definitely. um, It destroyed my marriage. Mm. So the marriage broke down. Um, I'm still very good friends uh, with my ex-husband, but it did destroy the marriage. I, I just had so much that I had to work through. It then left me in a very vulnerable position. I was then a single parent, very vulnerable and seeking love acceptance, mm. and just all these other emotional things, you know, when your self-esteem is destroyed, your your values of who you are are gone. Yeah. So uh, I met this, what I thought was a very charming older man who said he was going to look after me and be my knight in shining armor. And, you know, he said all the things that I wanted to hear. And he reeled me in. He turned out to be a very abusive man. Mm. Um, He was emotionally, verbally, and physically, and uh, also sexually abusive. He knew that was my weak spot—the sexual side. Yeah. So of course, um, they
0: always use that against you.
1: Yeah. Said and did. That's Um, the reality,
0: isn't
1: it? Yeah. You you know, and he would say, "Oh, it's no wonder you got raped." Mm. Because you're such an ugly person and you know, you'd say all these things. And I, I shielded my daughter from majority of it. Yeah. And she, she doesn't remember a lot. And I'm happy to leave it that way. Yeah. She knows, but I'm happy, um, for her to just have wonderful memories. Yeah. It took me 10 years to eventually leave that relationship. I left so many times before. I had police called out. I had doctors document everything. In the end, I ended up in Brisbane, Mm. away from my home city and town. But my family live here, and there I was on my parents' doorstep with my daughter and not even any clothes and just a car, and can you take us in?
0: Mm.
1: And of course they did. But for the next uh, two years, it was really hard emotionally for me. I had so many flashbacks. I needed to get a job, I needed to get work. I was going through family courts back in Adelaide to try and get all my belongings back. And my parents were just an absolute rock. They cared for my daughter because I wasn't able to. And I can never repay repay them for what they did during that time. But I eventually, sorry, uh, I've written about all this, but to actually talk about it, um,
0: it is a serious issue, Amanda. I know I get emotional yeah. every time I talk about it. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't think I would you know because I've written about it, and, yeah. you know, but writing about it and actually talking about it. Um,
0: yeah, I think you have to relive all this emotion, you know, and it is hard. Yeah. So <laughs> it, 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 yeah. it takes a lot of courage to come out and talk about this. And so I really admire you for that. No, so you were just talking because, you know, like, I noticed the one common thing that for most of the uh, people that, I mean, I I, I don't want to call ourselves as victims, but for most of the survivors that in this kind of situation always somehow ended up with the wrong man. (laughs) Because, you know, like, how the hell we always ended up with the wrong yeah. kind of person. I personally live in an abusive relationship and I allowed the yeah. man to abuse me and use me because I didn't think that I was good enough. Yeah. And so I ended up with all oh, this guy and it took a long time to fight the yeah. demon inside you and say, yes, you, you're good enough, you're worthy and you gotta get out of here. Now you said that you were in this relationship and it takes you a while, 10 years, oh, yeah, to get yeah. away from this person. What was a um, particular moment? Can you bring us back that really pushed you to the edge, and you say enough is enough? I'm out here. Um,
1: I just remember curled up in this cupboard. Mm. I was in the laundry, and I was curled up in a little ball, and he's just yelling and yelling and yelling and yelling at me. I don't even know what he was saying now. Just remember, he's just yelling. And I put my hands over my ears and I just screamed enough, enough. And that was it. It was like something inside of me just yeah. Enough is broke. Enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, it just broke in me. And I, that was it. I, I knew that I had to go because I was slowly dying. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Not
1: physically, yeah. but emotionally. Yeah, emotionally, yeah. I was dying. Yeah. And then I thought, I have a child. Hmm. What am I showing? What am I teaching her about relationships? Yeah. Is this what I want her to end up like? That was it Have you forgiven yourself
0: for all the things that you know you went through
1: <laughs> i have mm-hmm. I still have flashbacks they're they're not as frequent, yeah, but I have come to a an acceptance inside of me,
0: yeah
1: I've learned so much. And now I'm using all of that now to reach out and help other people mm-hmm. and say, you can leave. Yeah. You don't deserve it. You do have a choice. And whether we want to, and this took a long time for me to accept, that in some small little way we actually attracted that into yeah. our life. Yes. And that was the hardest thing to accept mm-hmm. because the rational mind says No I didn't accept that's that no, why would I do that? You know, you know why, why? I'm, yeah. You know. yeah. But we have to accept that in some small way. We did. Yeah. Because we were so vulnerable. We were so everything. You yeah. know people with good self esteem, they don't attract people like that.
0: Well the reason you we attract to- these kind of people because we think we deserve it.
1: You know yes, we're looking for we ways do. to punish ourselves
0: you know you're such to a person to validate yeah.
1: that's exactly right yeah validates <laughs> that we are bad yes and that takes a long time to actually come to that realization and i believe once you come to that realization that's when you're you can really heal yeah. yourself and yeah it, it's a long process yeah. though and yeah. I, I How don't did know you if how did you
0: come to through. this uh this stage though um, amanda
1: did oh, you have to do
0: a lot of counselling and God knows what else you have to do to get to where you are today?
1: I actually didn't do counselling and I don't recommend that for people. I, you know, I'm as with I you. Said, lessons learnt. <laughs> yeah. um, don't do it the way I did. Mm. I basically just had one... One thing after another, after another, after another happened to me. Yes, I did again end up in another relationship that wasn't healthy. Yes, again, I ended up, um, I went to Sydney, came back to Brisbane with just all my worldly possessions in my car, no job, no money, in debt. My daughter by now was um, an adult and I rolled up on her doorstep this time, not my parents'. Because I lost everything yeah. from that relationship. Hmm. Then it was just another thing after another. I then went through breast cancer,
0: hmm. lost my job at the same disease, time. You know that it yeah. has a lot to do with the unresolved feelings that you buried down. Uh,
1: definitely, uh, breast cancer. You know hmm. that's all part of being a woman. And from that moment on, just. All these things just kept spiralling. Um, I, I became redundant. You know, my friends joke that I'm the queen of redundancies. I've been made redundant so many times. Um, so, you know, it was back out there trying to find another job. And, yeah. You know, three days after having a surgery for breast cancer, there I am, you know, pounding the streets trying to find another job. uh developed a raging infection and ended up back in hospital again. And, and it was just all these series of bad luck. I don't know what you want to call it. It was just one thing after another in such yes. a short space of time. And I remember just lying in bed and thinking, is this my life?
0: Mm-mm.
1: Is this all there is to it? And then this little voice inside of me just said, you have so much to give. You can help people. You can inspire people. You can lead them. You have so much to give. And I'm thinking, oh, don't be so fucking stupid, you know. who would want to listen to me talk. I mean, you know, mind you know. But this little voice just would not stop. And so I crawled out of bed. And I thought, right, what are you going to do? And so I started meditating. I started reading I started listening to people watching people and you know videos you know anything I could get my hands on and then that that was great but then I had to put it into action and that's when you look in the mirror and you just look at yourself and go okay What's and all, let's look at who I am. Yeah. That despite everything I've been through, I think that was probably one of the hardest things mm. is to look in that mirror and go, Who are you? Yeah. What are you about? Yeah. And really deal with every single issue. Yeah. Um well, probably not every issue, <laughs> but the major ones. Yeah. All my little minor yeah. faults. Well I live with them. Um they too little to worry about. Exactly. Exactly. So um, that was the turning point for me and wonderful things happened from that point. I was still made redundant, but you know, okay, job wise. (laughs) (laughs) But I met a lovely guy.
0: Yeah, That's wonderful. So Amanda, I mean, forgive me for asking this question, but I'm a big believer in whatever you send out. You will get it back yes with all this bad luck all the disease all the cancer and all these things do you think it has a lot to do with your thinking
1: no no i'm just sort of reflecting back at that i'm not too sure about the illness Mm um i i I confess there only because that one yeah i'm not too sure on but i do believe that my emotional state weakened not only my spirit my core but my immune system, yeah. and that's what allowed
0: yeah, the, the ill ADHD, health to yeah. come in. That's
1: right, yes. So, yes, in a way, I guess what you're saying, but I guess I'm just putting it in a different way for me to understand. Yeah, because
0: when you talk about your past and your future, I mean, you know, what your plan now, it's two different amenda. You know, oh, one totally. that in a really sad and <laughs> really horrible state, and then you have the manner that's so hopeful, you know, for the future. Yeah. And you can see the questions you're
1: asking yourself yeah. very
0: different from the one in the past. So I'm just curious. That's all.
1: I, I'm no, just that's curious. a great question. And, you know, I, nobody's ever sort of really asked it straight out. And, but yeah, I mean, you. I think you'd be a fool to say that it didn't have an impact.
0: Yeah, that's right. So you yeah. were just saying that you learned so many lessons yeah. from your past. Do you not mind sharing some of those lessons that you learn with our listeners today?
1: <laughs> no, I, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing that I could say to anyone, male or female, who has been through domestic violence yeah. or rape is reach out and seek professional help. Do not do it on your own. You, you just have to. I, I cannot stress that enough. There mm. is so much help out there. There, um, you know, I have people contacting me. I'm not a professional, but I but you've just been listen there. to them. Yes, I listen to them. I give them a comforting hand, and I guide them in the right direction to get the help they need. You need professional help, and it has to. And when I say professional, don't not one of these people who have done a counselling course online. I mean, a real medical professional. Yeah. that is the biggest, biggest lesson. Yeah. I can advise anyone. Um, and once you've done that, it's also about accepting this happened. It happened to me. I cannot, I cannot change it. What I can do now, though, is change how I feel mm. about it. I can make something good out of it by helping other people. Yeah. But you have to accept it. Yeah. As much as we don't want
0: to, we do. It happened. It happened. You can change it. No. You can't turn back Tom, You can't erase it. You just no, have to it. No, it'd be great it. if we could. But we
1: can't. You know, and yeah. it does make you stronger. Yeah,
0: that's It really
1: right. does, you yes. know. And I believe that it happens to certain people because we have the ability to then turn it around and inspire mm. other people. Yeah,
0: that's right.
1: If you believe um, in
0: uh, Buddhism and karma, and all those yes. things, then you know that it's, it's a lesson there for you to learn, but also for you to use that as an inspiration or a guide Again. to lead others and help others that gone through the same thing. Definitely. Do you recommend that if somebody listening to us right now and they've just been raped right do you think that person should go immediately to authority and report what happened to them and take those people that are responsible for hurting them and put them where they belong
1: certainly without mm-hmm. a doubt yeah. without a doubt they must and there's wonderful rape counselors out there that will hold their hand and guide them through it because yeah. they will relive it yeah. but they have to yeah
0: but they don't have they, to relive alone
1: no, they don't have to relive it alone. We have to stop these people. Even domestic violence. You know, go to the authorities, have that person charged. They're never going to change.
0: Yeah. Even you don't go to the authority. I mean, my mother, she been abused and bitten by my father, like brutally bitten my, by my father several times a day, and she never ever reported to the police. But you know, I think even though she didn't or she chose not to report it to the police, at least to write it down, at least to make some kind of report, do it in some way that if something happened to you in the future, you have some kind of proof to say that, yes, it's happened to me. Because, you know, like in our whole family, everybody, every single one of us was brutally abused by my father, but it was never on record. So how do you go out and say to people that I've been used, I've been abused? it's really hard for someone to believe you after 20 mm. or 40 years
1: yes. living
0: in the same condition. It is, yeah. My suggestion to our listeners would be, screw all these people, cut <laughs> your thin and leave. You don't have yeah. to deal with this, right? You, you deserve better. What is your suggestion, Amanda?
1: Definitely. Oh, without a doubt. Um, but I also realized that that's hard mm. for some of them yeah. because they may be financially tied up to this person. The emotions, you know, I, I do understand that.
0: I mean, in the olden days, it, it's a problem financially, Amanda. But now Ooh. we have so many shelters out there
1: exactly. that willing to
0: take you in. There's so much counseling yes. that available. So at least try to make that step and at least give yourself that chance.
1: Exactly. Just. Get up and live and do something about it. I think, too, for me, um, I'm trying to create awareness for domestic violence against men. Yeah. That is the little secret we don't want to Mm. acknowledge. Yeah. Men also are abused.
0: Before I came on the interview, I said that exact same thing with my husband. A whole bunch of them out there that go through the same thing that what we go through, but they don't talk about it. And they I mean, that's don't. The sad part. Yeah.
1: It is very sad. I uh, put an article on LinkedIn and my um Soul Confidence Facebook page. And it was a story of a man. It was his wording. I didn't change it. He didn't want to be named, and I respected that. And that's the problem, is a lot of these men don't want to have their name Mm -hmm. put out there. Um, This particular gentleman is actually a psychologist. Wow. He became a psychologist because of what happened to him. So that's why he doesn't want his name out there. And there is that stigma for men, you know, like... Oh, men can't be abused, men can't be hit, men, you know
0: yeah, that's not true. But
1: they can be and we've gotta break that barrier down.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw my, is... my uncle got severely bitten by his wife. You know, in our culture, yeah we looked at it as a a comedy, you know, how could you you are a man, how could you let a yes. woman beat you? But it's happened. You it know does. and it's happened. So we have to talk about it and we have to bring awareness. For, not for the woman, but also for the men. Because, yes. you know, at the end of the day, if you're victims, you're victims. victim. It doesn't matter what gender, what race, or, you know, where exactly. you came from. We have yeah. to talk about this.
1: Yeah, oh, we so do. And you're so right. You know, that's what I believe. Um, it doesn't matter what color your skin is, what gender you are. We're all people. That's right,
0: yeah. And nobody has the right, you know, to mistreat that's you. Right. And you shouldn't allow people to mistreat you. Now, if, if I hope that all the listeners out there that listen to us, if anything that they want to take away from is that walk away from the situation and never allow anyone to mistreat you. Exactly. That one thing you have to value yourself enough yeah. that to be able to walk away from all this thing and take all these perpetrators, making yes. sure
1: put them where they belong. <laughs> Definitely. And look at us. Yeah, that's you know, right. They want inspiration we made it yeah we made it our life and we we're here
0: to talk about it and i'm sure you all gonna make it yes anyway amanda it's really really wonderful to finally (laughs) talking to you and uh, you have been doing some very you know wonderful work with your posts and everything so i really appreciate that you taking your time out and also share your past with me today so before you. we go, do you have anything else you would like to, talk, to share with our listeners?
1: Oh, just live your life on your own terms.
0: Thank you yeah. so much.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I hope
0: you have a good afternoon and uh, I'll talk to you soon.
1: Certainly will. Thank you so much.
0: Bye, bye for bye now, bye. Amanda. Bye. bye. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.